Hey, why am I his sidekick, all right? How do you know he's not my sidekick? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another issue of Fireside Chats. I'm your host, Minty. And with me as always are my wonderful sidekicks. First, Mr. Moshko. Hey, boys. Can I kick it? Yeah, pretty well, I hear. I mean, you know, the bleachers, I'm told. I used to <laughs> listen to him on Twitch Kick It, so. Then there's Mauer. Oh. Insert pre-recorded beep you here. Beep you! <laughs> wow, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to remember to do that. All right, and then uh, a little, just uh, <laughs> we're just going to, quick, quick uh, heads up here. Just halfway through the show, Features is going to jump on, only because normally we wouldn't allow him to do this because he has to get his, his stuff set up to uh, to get on the show, but he's put so much effort into uh, Avengers, uh, what was that, AXE, AXE, the Judgment Day book that's out right now, that he has to. <laughs> so <laughs> the back half of this show is going to be Features explaining that. So if all of a sudden the voices change up a little bit, hey, now you know why. Hey. Uh, hey. But... So- Go ahead. You were going to say something, Moshko. I'm surprised that came through. Usually I go, "Eh," and nothing. Um, But we do actually now have an in-studio guest. What? Who's who's the host? We've had in-studio guests before. Oh, I get it. I get it. Features is an in-studio host guest. (laughs) All right. Weird. All right. I like it. I don't Um, like anything. So he's going to talk about that. You don't like anything? anything. That's shocking. That's shocking. No, that's not true. You like anything that everyone thinks you're going to (laughs) dislike. I have a feeling he watches it and he goes, I wonder what they think I'm going to do. I'm not doing that. Mauer's the kind of person who turns on his right turn signal to turn left. You know what I mean? No. (laughs) And then laughs. I don't don't want him to know my next move. (laughs) No, I am a big proponent of turn signals. New Jersey, I'm looking at you. (laughs) Philadelphia, I'm looking at you. They don't exist down there. So we know we're talking AEX uh, towards the end of the show. I want to talk about, oddly enough, Super Pets. And I also want to talk about Miss um, Marvel and Captain Marvel, and I'll explain why when we get to that. Uh, but what are, you guys, what are you guys talking about? A little D23 action. There was a, a recent announcement on what's going to also happen at that oh. conference. So I've got some info on that. That's awesome. And I want to talk about Wanda's new movie. Wanda's new movie? What? Yeah, you know, Wanda... What? Jamie Foxx plays Wanda. <laughs> wow. Jamie Foxx plays Wanda? How's what? that comic related, Well, Mauer? I figured what? Wanda is the same name as Wanda Maximoff, so I can connect it to comics that way. No? No. no. <laughs> what? What? Is this a... Sp- any- it- <laughs> Wait, what, what, what do you want to talk, talk about, about Day again? Shift. Day Shift, and that's the... That's the the z- Netflix vampire. vampire movie, which... Is it a tie-in to War War V or, or War, uh, V Wars? No, but the main actor, oh, Jamie well. <laughs> Foxx, once played a character by the name of Wanda on Martin, 
and Wanda is the name of the Scarlet Witch, so therefore... Oh, he's also Spawn. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That's, I, mean, he, I could have gone there way easier. <laughs> or you can almost categorize this as a uh, Blade movie that is a comedy. I was thinking more of Zombieland for vampires. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, I, I didn't watch this yet, but I'm going to now just from that. We've already Zomb- given it way more time than I thought we would on this show. So, so, so did right. I qualify to the <laughs> Society of Fireside that I can talk about it? Do you have anything else prepared? Nothing. <laughs> I guess that's what we're talking about. <laughs> I guess that's it. I didn't All right, watch well, let me much get... this week. That's fair. That's fair. How about Reed? I caught up on Moon Knight, but nothing big happened. No, I, we were actually was at the comic shop today, and it was it was I was having a hard time picking out something to like. I felt like I should buy something because I was at a comic shop, you know. But it was just there was nothing I wanted to pick up, or issues were just too far into the run already. I was like, you know, for me, well, I'm busy at work, and all the stories going on right now are very very deep stories, and I just you know that the the weight of the book was too much to pick up for a lot of books right now. So sure. Mm. So you're, you mean like the escapism versus realism kind of thing? Not even that. Just the putting the brain power into understanding the escapism. Like oh oh, just, just you're talking about just convoluted. Just the convoluted literal amount lines. of brain power right now to understand most of the stories going on across the it's board. It's like when we had to. It's like MCU multiverse trying to trying to wrap yes. your mind around that. Like okay, hold on, <laughs> hold yes, on. Yes, where I had right, to no, get a physics fair. lesson <laughs> for the multiverse. I bought um. I bought that new the Hulk book, the Donny Cates one. Uh, so I'm, I'll have an an idea of what that's like soon. That Thor vs. Hulk 60, 60th anniversary Hulk book they did, but where it looks like he's got uh, he's fighting Vader Ray Bill at some point. I don't know. I am, but I it. am hoping uh, that that book's good. Yeah. How was that trip, Mount or uh, Menti? I know. Uh... It's been a long time since I've been in a comic shop. Going and, to the comics? It was it was such yeah. a random shop today. And Features can talk about more when he jumps on, but we randomly decided to go. He's He built his first magic deck, so we, we went to a card <laughs> shop for him to buy some magic cards. It's 1991 as, all over again. Right. And then, over and then again. we were, and then we actually, it's funny, Mauer, we went to the comic shop down the street from you. Oh, really? Which one? Yeah, the um, universe? comic universe. Yeah, yeah. How were they? That was good. It was a fun time. Yeah, it was fun. It was, it was the guy is really cool in there. It's a good shop. It's a it's a fun hometown shop. That's a with super a, tiny with, shop. It's super tiny. It is super tiny, and it's like it's 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 a hole in the wall kind of shop. But I love. Does those. he still That's have his cats in there? Like. No cats, okay. but it's under new management now. Oh, it is okay. Yeah, it's. A, I don't think. Oh it, yeah, because I don't the, think it, the, it didn't survive the pandemic. And somebody bought. I remember now. Somebody bought it during. And the he's pandemic. a good guy. He the shop that you go to all the time. He had nothing but he had no nice words to say about them. But I don't go there because of them being scumbag. Some bags. Oh, then you should go back and talk to him about it because it was hysterical. I was like, Mauer says the same thing. <laughs> did, you, did you tell him that? I did. I absolutely did. We talked about having the, about the show and stuff that we used to record down the street. All right, but uh, regardless, it's a great shop. I also went to a different shop uh, over, over the last last couple of days. I went to Uncanny in the King of Prussia Mall. And Uncanny, for anybody not in the area, is a, is a much nicer comic store. It's the McDonald's but it's also more like a, of comic right, shops. It's like a swag store. It's more about like hats and stuff. Like They do have a, don't get me wrong, they do have a fun comic section. They do have a back section. But it moves around the mall so often you never know where it's going to be. And, and currently it's in a small section. And the reason why I'm talking about this is Miss Marvel has changed my opinion on comics recently, on comic shows recently. Because oh, I'm not into Miss Marvel, but 
all of a sudden, out of nowhere, out of the blue, my sister calls me and says, hey, are you free anytime soon? The girls just finished Miss Marvel, and all they can they cannot wait to go to a comic shop. That's all they want to do, and it's all they were talking about was going to a comic book store. So I picked them up. We, we had a whole nice day, but we were at the King of Prussia Mall. There's a Lego store. One of my nieces is really into Legos. There's like three other kids' stores. They didn't care about any of them. I mean, it was like this celebration of going to their first comic shop. It was a, it was an experience that I haven't had in a comic book store in a long time of that just pure joy of these two kids just running around. The poor comic shop guy. Because you know how when you go to a comic book store, it's all about looking yeah. around? Like going through the bins and like you don't really interact with the staff as much. Which is how they like it. <laughs> Right. But, you know, my niece doesn't know this. So my niece is like, you guys got Harry Potter books? Because no. <laughs> Do you got Calvin and Hobbes? Have you got any Calvin and Hobbes books? No. Spider-Gwen? Nothing. She, it's, at one point, she had him walking around the store with just handing me books. I'm like, we're not buying all these. But my point is, is they saw a Captain Marvel and a Miss Marvel, not only books, but like a cardboard cutout. And that was the draw. So whatever you feel about these shows, whatever you feel about these characters, the pull is real. But, uh, I'm going to put a but there, it needs to be an addendum to what they do, not the focus of what they do. If all they do is do what, shows what do to mean? focus on pulling in those new people and abandon the core audience, that's bad as well. The core, I, I, would, I would love to agree with you because I want them to be the core that we know. Like, I still want the Marvel history that we know to be the centerfold, but... The MCU is worth twice. It may probably. I'm not talking about comics. I'm talking about even in the MCU. Right. What I'm saying is the core fans don't make up as big of an audience as you might think they do. You know what I mean? Like the Moon Knight fans don't care. The Moon Knight fans are not big enough to change the Moon Knight show. But the fans of the Moon Knight show aren't big enough. If you get if you just focus on we're gonna get new Moon Knight fans, we're gonna do Ms. Marvel fans. You know, we're going to get these new fans and don't do any of their core MCU characters. Like, that's what I don't want to happen. Your core. Yeah, I know. I don't don't disagree with you. I don't want that to happen either. I'm just saying that it's not a failing system. As much as we might not like some of the changes that they're making, it's not failing. They just started it and they still have core characters there. We'll see what happens three years from now if they don't upkeep the core characters. But even then, we're talking about characters. So first off, neither of us care about the MC, the the Miss Marvel show. Like I finished it; it was a great show, and I enjoyed it. But I don't, I won't care great. for a season two unless it's unless great. it's mutant related. <laughs> You're throwing uh, that great word for what great it was. out there. Okay, so good to me, great to my nieces, to a point where their whole their next week was was built around it taking the Miss Marvel love a little further. An enjoyable show for the youth. I think beyond an enjoyable Daredevil show, Daredevil was a great show. Yes, sure. That's well. That's my favorite comic <laughs> show. That's my favorite comic show, bar none. Like that's that's the pinnacle. So to use the but word great, is for it a that. great? Sh- is it a great show though for a thirteen-year-old? No, uh, God, no, girl. I mean, God, no, no, no. no but it, I mean, it's but maybe let, some. But, but listen, but take a. But let's look at my the, the youngest. The youngest of the two still can't really read and still buying comic books. Her favorite Star Wars character is Ray. Her favorite comic book character now is Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel, two characters I don't care that much about. None of those characters I care much about, but it worked. Is my point is she's now got Star Wars and Marvel stuff all over her house, which would never have been a thing a week ago. Fun fact: the average comic book has more collegiate words per page than teen uh, novels. 
Wow. Yo, I love that. Send that to me because I want to send that to my sister. So, <laughs> oh, it's so funny. I bought a, my one, my, the littlest pulled up a Wonder Woman book and she handed it to me. It was a, Gar, it was a Garth Ennis Wonder Woman book. They wanted like the year ones. Right. Uh, and she, and I, I was sealed, so I never read it. So she goes, <laughs> she goes, is this okay? I was like, no, nah, probably. So we bought it. And uh, yeah, it's a Wonder Woman book and everyone kind of thinks Ennis. like Captain Marvel. They don't think like Wonder Woman's brutal. Yeah. Especially the older Wonder Woman and books. And Garth Ennis writing so, it. <laughs> I open it up, and the first couple pages, she strangles Hercules to death, cuts off a lion's head, and wears it. And then yes. I was like, and, and they saw it, and I was like, is this too much? And you were like, no. And then a couple pages, my sister looks at it, and there was a girl in like a bikini who was being held down by a chain licking milk out of a saucer. And I was like, all right, I'll keep this book. Don't worry, I'll, I'll just keep this book. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So that goes to show you, Wonder Woman is not appropriate for children. <laughs> Well, Wonder Woman never was. I mean, if you look at the history of where the character came from. No, not at all. No. And, and even later on, I think because they wanted her to be seen like the Batman. Yeah. So they made her darker than she usually. Like, what was what was the line which they when Flash and, and Batman were talking about their um, their uh, rogues galleries? And she was like, I don't have one. Yeah, I and killed went, them. What? And she goes, oh, no, no. When I deal with my villains, I deal with them. <laughs> yeah. So needless to say is Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, but no Wonder Woman anytime soon. Uh, but we did end up, we were going to go see Gru, but then I was like, hey, DC Superhero Pets, we're having a Superhero Day, Comic Book Day, let's go see that. And, shockingly enough, I loved it. Hmm. I loved it. One of us I'm said it looked like that. it was going to be good. I wonder which I thought one. It was, I thought it looked like it was going to be the stupidest thing I've ever seen, and it was not. The Rock was great. Kevin Hart as Ace the Bad Hound was outstanding. Ace the Bad Hound and how he interacts with Keanu Reeves' Batman is amazing the way that they all tied it like at one point without spoiling anything at one point crypto go answers the door for clark and it's lois and so crypto just grabs her foot and throws her into the ocean <laughs> <laughs> i'll just leave that out of context because it's amazing but the the movie was i found myself getting choked up towards the end i was like i cannot believe i'm getting emotional in super pets listen if you go back a couple of issues that was one of the ones i said i was excited for i'm glad i was right you were a hundred percent right. I can. I'm. I. I hope that there is a full on um, series of. Uh, you know what's. You know what's nice about it. It's like a Pixar movie. Well, that's why like I said it looked like it was going to be the Secret Life of Pets, you know, or something like that. Where, it, it... but even more so, being a DC fan, I caught jokes no one else did. There were times in that theater. There was only like five people in the theater because it was like you know. So I'm two two little kids in the afternoon. It was it was, it was noon, um, but I'm laughing at things nobody else is because at like one point Lois is doing a story and they just bring the they pan the camera down and she goes and all they had to all that little imp had to do is say his name backwards. Anyway, back to you and I'm like that was a Mr. Mick uh, Mixle. I can never say his name. Mixle Pizzle Mixle Pizzle 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 Mick Pizzle Nizzle Pizzle. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, that that went to weird places. Uh, Mauer, did you see it? No, it's in theaters. <laughs> yeah, and, and he's not ready right theater for that. <laughs> so there's still a chance you're going to hate it. There might be. I don't know. Animation. I don't gets think a, he will. Animation gets a different <laughs> viewpoint of me. Me too. Yeah, yeah, I'm different. Like, uh, what did we just watch that was animated that I really liked? But I, I, I tend to give them a little bit more of a pass. The rumor is for mm -hmm. that movie, though, is before everything happened, if it did well... The basis of the sequel was they were going to have the Justice League have having an event that is widely known to comic book fans going on in the background as the pets 
were doing their oh own thing. Oh my god, I love it. So like, god, I hope that, dude, I hope this is a long-standing. So I you want would this to see like glimpses of well-known DC lore happening while the Super Pets are doing their own thing. It happens as they talk. It's so it's so good being a, being a DC fan and watching that movie. There's so many extra things you catch that are outstanding. It really was. It it was a highlight of like if I had to order DC movies, I would shockingly put that in my top five. Wow, DC modern DC movies. Like I'm not putting that up there with like you know the, Christopher Reeve Superman. Yeah, I was gonna say kind of like, <laughs> not, not all. I'm just saying my, like since since the DCEU started, I okay. would put there. Out of the DCEU stories, it's the Well, the DCEU time period, because we don't know what is EU and what's not. You know what I mean? Well, when you look Mm -hmm. at EU, it's all about extending the universe, not just a single universe. But what's in universe and what's not in universe, right? Well, no, that's extended the multiverse. That would be the (laughs) DCEM. But they're just calling it EU. But now it looks like we might have the black label for them, where they're going to separate it. EU and then black label for the non-related things. That would be fantastic. So... I still do. We actually need it labeled something. Like, do we need that? Because people, you know, there's that group of people that swear it's just the Snyderverse, and that's the end of it. You have to look at marketing people. They don't think the average man is smart enough to distinguish, which they're probably right. Yeah, about Um, to say. Hold on. (laughs) uh, (laughs) Wait, what? So things do need to be categorized for Joe Schmo that goes in going, "Wait, that's not Ben Affleck as Batman," and. but it is what it is. Listen, those Snyder versus fucking. I'm oh, sorry, jerk offs. <laughs> like that's any better? Oh wow! <laughs> are out there going restore it? This is more proof we need to restore it. Blah 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 blah. Restore it. Shut up. Everything. Oh, that's- the consensus is it's now restored because Hamada or whatever his name is is gone. Yeah. So. It- oh, Walter Hamada. No, apparently he's staying, isn't he? Is he? Is he? Is he officially out? He's not he- out. He's just not in charge. I thought he left. I think yeah, Walter. He wanted to quit. He wanted to quit because of the Batgirl cancellation. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he actually. Did, I don't though. think I don't anything's think been official. Did. But you mm-hmm. did see who is up for being in charge of uh, the DCEU, right? Who the guy that was in charge of the CW uh, shows? No way. Yeah. I forget it. You name. know, it's it's got to be Crisis on Infinite Earths. They're like, if you could pull it off on the CW, let's just give you a lot of money. Do it again. <laughs> it's got. <laughs> that's what it's got to be. Um, what's his name? Uh, buh, buh, buh. Where's Baby Huey? Damn it, producer. And I read probably three articles about this. Sorry, look it up, Mashka. But the guy that was in charge of all of the the CW. He just, wow, he big-dogged you, Moshko. He big-dogged you. <laughs> you know, I can end this room, too, you know. <laughs> All right, I'm looking. Uh, Greg Berlanti. There you go. Good job. I had to tell you to look it up for me to. <laughs> but, yeah, I would love remember. Greg Berlanti to be the Fahey for DC. That's a great idea. That's a really great idea. Because, I mean, he, he's... Content-wise is very potato chips, don't get me wrong, but he was able to pull off crossovers in ways you would never thought possible, especially with the the filming like TV shows film. Right, so if you look at his overall vision, though, it was only limited by their demographic and money. You take the money and demographic and change it, that big-time vision now becomes much cooler. Yeah, well, could you imagine if they were able to do Crisis on Infinite Earths in the DCEU? Like, if that movie took place in the DCEU instead of the CW, 
Still had CW characters, still all that same stuff, but it had the the budget. The rumor is the reason why the Flash is ending is being changed again is because he might be making an appearance in a DC movie as a different Barry Allen not connected to the CW Flash. Well, we've seen that already. That was in Crisis on oh, no, no. Earth. That was Crisis on Earth. Our Grant Gusson might be another version of the Flash. Oh. Oh, wait, what? So that way he can be a Flash in movies and not have the weight and backstory of oh, the TV shows. Oh, so, so they might show Grant show up as the new Flash would be amazing. Could you imagine? Uh, so what you're it, saying is that could potentially open up the door for Stephen Amell to be to a new over. Green Arrow. And he Yo, would want to do a movie, right? Oh, oh 100%. Yeah. 100%. And if the dude running the CW, that makes so much sense that they're doing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they should. Oh, man. Man. I was about to say something that I don't know how. I don't, I don't know. I really like Henry Cavill Superman. But I really like Superman and Lois Superman. I don't, I don't know if I. I don't think you could pick one. I don't think I could do it. I don't think he has movie star power. I think he's got TV star power. But he's so Superman. He's the most Clark Clark I've seen Clark. He is the most Clark Clark. Here's the thing with Cavill. He, well, rumor has it, but there's actually some (laughs) substance behind this this next uh, item here. But he is very much in the running for James Bond. Yeah. Mm. Like way more than ever before. And he still doesn't want to lose Superman. No, but here's the other thing. For Bond, though? Yes, well, he because of him. He's he's an uber nerd, man. I have a feeling he. Yeah, he's Superman also an uber Bond. nerd with Bond. Like re- read all the books as a mm-hmm. kid. Um, if you uh, watch him on what's the the Graham Norton show, yeah, and, and he was on yep. there and he talked about James Bond when he was doing the Mission Impossible movie. Like he is a giant James Bond fan. Um, mm. but all this is making more and more sense because what just happened to CW? It was sold. Or it was purchased, if you're looking at the bright side. <laughs> well, they put it up for sale over a year ago. Like, they had said, hey, we're looking to sell the network a year ago. So, that leaves Berlanti open to go elsewhere. He already has a good relationship with DC. Everything mm-hmm. is coming up in a way where, with Ezra Miller's whatever latest is by the time this comes out, thing that happens true. it's changing daily <laughs> um you want to th- i bet you by the time we're 45 f- even maybe 50 they slow the down DC, here <laughs> the dc no the dc universe is going the dc cinematic universe is going to outtake marvel oh 100 percent. all they know, have, that's pretty soon <laughs> all they have to do is put out a couple good batman and a couple good superman movies and they've yeah. got and wonder woman got it you got to hit the trifecta Gotta hit the trilogy. They could replace Wonder Woman with Justice League or animated uh, DC. They don't. Need, they don't need to because they've proven that Wonder Woman can sell a lot. They just need a new director because Patty Jenkins ain't it. Mauer's no. not going to agree with this, but if they pull off Joker two and pull it into the Pattinson universe or build something off of it, then yeah, they're apparently Pattinson universe a, isn't moving anytime soon. Well, apparently. Mm. So here's what I want to say about that. We weren't expecting it to move anytime soon. They have two full no. shows they have to put out to explain what yep. happens in the meantime. So we knew those shows were a year or two out. Take a year or two from there. So we were looking four to five years 
minimum. The big news is going out. It's not greenlit yet. Well, it's not not greenlit. It's just so far in pre-production because of all the production of the Arkham show, the Penguin show. It's just show. surprising that they would let that much time go, like strike while the iron's hot. Because Matt Reeves, who has control over it, wants all these other projects to set up the world. By the time we get the Batman 2... He will have be a, like Avatar too. <laughs> Less well, people care about that movie. <laughs> but he'll have a whole world to pull from and play from with his stories, and then the sequels can spread out much faster. I feel like he, I feel like those are arbitrary rules you're giving yourself to not put out the movie sooner. Well, he wants to mm-hmm. flesh out the Rogues Gallery, and he doesn't like, want to. Uh, those are all wonderful reasons. They're unnecessary reasons, but they're reasons. Wouldn't you like, rather have a fleshed out villain? Versus try to explain them and have a Batman story? I, I, look, is this, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about the guy trying to make money or the studio who just lost $90 million on Batgirl. Yeah, but I, <laughs> you know what I mean? these shows will also make them a ton of money. Let's see. Let's see. I have a feeling Discover HBO, patent pending, um, <laughs> <laughs> what they're going to do with the TV. That's such a good name. That's such a good name. What they're going to do with their TV there is instead of focusing on movies being released there, they're going to focus on those HBO quality TV shows for DC. So go back to the heyday of HBO TV and and start pumping that out because they're also realizing that Game of Thrones was a fad. And we'll we'll see next week. This this Sunday, we'll see. Um, this and apparently it was the the last one, the one that they just wasted all that money on, was scrapped because it didn't follow the books and it was too action oriented. It wasn't enough about story and it was too much about action. This new one that's supposed to come out is is reversed, where the entire story is pulled from al- elements of the books. So hopefully they learn their mistakes, but I guess we'll find out come Sunday. That'll <laughs> trust me. We'll talk about it next week. <laughs> when actors are talking about there's too much sex in it. That's a that's a that's weird for HBO. Yeah. <laughs> that's I mean that's more of a hot topic nowadays with what's in a show and what's not. Yeah. And what, you know. Well, that's what threw me off of the first show because do. there was just random shit in it that I didn't feel added to the story. But that's that's HBO. I mean that's also the thing that that I but that, that didn't used to be HBO. So many people over for Jason Momoa. Jason, the story of Jason Momoa on during the sex scene with. Um, uh, what's Let's not call it a sex scene. <laughs> Let's call no, it what was... it was. <laughs> well, no, I go, yeah, I know that the 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 horrible thing that we saw on film. <laughs> but apparently, in between takes, they wouldn't give her a robe or a blanket to cover herself up, and it just rubbed Jason Momoa the wrong way, and he snapped on set. Yeah, well, and he was like, "Can someone get her a beeping robe?" And then pulls it over and, and like says, "Honey, this isn't supposed to how this is how this is, and this won't be from from now on. This won't be how the show is." And uh, I've said it before. Go watch. Uh, what's the hot blonde chick's name from? Solo oh Jesus. That? I can never remember what show. Uh, From what show? She's in Solo, Game of Thrones, Solo. Oh yeah, that's exactly what I was trying. Uh, That's in uh, Daenerys. Why can't I remember her name? Yeah, in Secret Wars. Uh, Emily uh, uh, Emily Clark. 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 Go watch her and him on Graham Norton. Just them walking, him walking out on stage with her there, shows the kind of person he is. 
Like, well, I mean, that, just this past week, I don't know if you guys saw it, but he was on a flight to Hawaii and he jumped in as yeah. one of the, uh, he <laughs> the was handing out, handing drinks, out drinks. And, Imagine yeah. being the person not looking up and just grabbing your drink and saying, <laughs> thank you. Like, well, I mean, it's, it's like Keanu Reeves when he did the, he did the tour. He got stuck on that bus. So we gave a, he gave yeah. an impromptu tour to everybody <laughs> on the bus. I love, I love that kind of stuff. But could you imagine if Amelia Clark took over for Amber Heard as, uh, as Mara? Uh, the chemistry between those two is would be incredible. For Aqu- Aquaman yeah. 2, their chemistry would be so good. We can, that was such a wasted opportunity. We could only hope. Well, that, remember, that was a rumor for a while. That was There was a yeah, lot of talk about that for a while. The the DC... Right now, anything getting rid of or because the court case is still ongoing, uh, they don't want to seem like they're punishing her because of the previous results because then she can sue them. Mm. And she is in a place where she has no money. And she's already yeah. so happy, so they are playing extremely nice. They're going to wait for this movie to come out. They're going to see how it does. They're going to see how people react to her. Oh, she's not coming back. That's, and then she, even after, if they make a third, they'll just write her After out. that happens, then we can see some stuff happen. But I'm still hearing rumors that she's been entirely replaced by dolphins. Like the few scenes that she's actually in, they've like well, put in the CGI court case, dolphins they said that over was not her. True. So, oh, you know, is that all right? <laughs> they yeah. legally made a statement that... That was not true. Meanwhile, Johnny Depp just got a new job. Doing what? He's uh, directing his first movie in 25 years, and it's also being produced by Al Pacino. Ooh. Oh, wow. Wow. I don't know the name of it. It starts with an M. I, I can't think of what it is, but that's uh, some new Hollywood news today. His music with Jeff Buckley is good, too. Hey, um, real quick, just because we were on the topic of HBO Max and, and things oh, yeah. getting canceled, uh, just just to spout <laughs> off a couple ones that are apparently safe, but who God only knows how true any of this is. But Rumor. Uh, Titans, Titans and Doom Patrol. Titans, I kind of get. And Doom Patrol, to be fair, we got four seasons, and that's shocking. Like, I never thought we would have gone mm-hmm. past one, and we made it to four, and all four, I mean, I don't know about the fourth, but all three were incredible. That show should continue. That show was just such a pleasant surprise, but Titans, all right, I kind of get it. Uh, and apparently, the Black Canary film and the Green Lantern show are still active. Yeah, everything is in such mm-hmm. a rumor place, because one, there's nobody in charge of that right now. We're talking about big, big studio heads, and we're not talking about people running the projects. So it's kind of like people canceling things without knowing the, what they actually have. They won't make those kind of decisions until they have somebody in charge of the 10-year plan who then goes back to them and goes, okay, this fits, this doesn't fit. They're Did gonna... you hear the the uh, Kevin Smith news? No, what? About what, what his show was, was partially about and who we wanted for it? Yeah, so we talked the... about it last week. Did we? Yeah. Bizarro yeah. part? Yeah. Yeah. But like the whole him, him not being Bizarro oh, yeah. and yeah. slowly becoming Bizarro? Oh. Nicholas Cage being Bizarro? And I was there. That's who uh-huh. they were pursuing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we, and, and you I, literally said, I would, I just want to see Nicolas Cage's any kind of, any form of Superman. Well, it's true. I did, I, I do want to see that. So past me was right. Because current, current me agrees with past me. <laughs> I was so good at stealing your thunder. I did it a week in advance. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Go listen. If you want to know what I'm talking about, go listen to the prior show. <laughs> All right. Then I'm done. I'm done. So why don't you, I'll, I'll stick around for one of the two of your topics, and then we're going to switch over to features. All right. Well, sure. I'm going to plug Moshko's show. Oh, um, hey. Because hey, now. What show is that? Because that's how 
uh, how I'm going to get my story in there. Because I want to talk about Day Shift. And uh, I like The non-comic it. comic show. The non-comic comic show. If you're a fan of Zombieland and you want some cool action with cool lore and comedy. Snoop Dogg is a vampire hunter. Snoop Dogg is a badass vampire Snoop hunter. Snoop Dogg <laughs> as a vampire hunter, honestly, honestly, is enough of a selling point. It's like if remember the music video he did for True Blood? Yeah. That could get mm-hmm. me through a season or two. So um <laughs> Dave that Franco in probably one of his funniest roles of all time. Wow. You don't hear Dave Franco's <laughs> name much anymore. Who I completely didn't know was in the movie until you know they went into the union. He plays a nerdy <laughs> uh counter person for the vampire hunting union union. And I think he, he's an aspiring agent. He, and he uh, <laughs> he gets pe- partnered with Jamie Foxx's character to try and get him kicked out and go into the field. But he's so nerdy and so good and such a straight man in it to Jamie Foxx's craziness that them playing off the chemistry there was way better than anybody could expect. And they do a good job of, even though it's a comedy, explaining lore of different vampires that are actually commonly known through different types of lore so the eastern ones and the spider ones and like oh cool mm-hmm. like nosferatu, nosferatu. so they do that just in yeah. passing in a good way so they bring lots of lore in there's tons of action but then there's also tons of easter eggs in it so well, maybe i'll watch this tomorrow i i well, was worth, sold again I, viewing i look i was sold on the fact that it was that it had snoop dogg as a vampire uh, Hunter, I just didn't know if I wanted to watch the Gray Man first because I'm hearing the more I hear about that, the more I like the idea of it. But I'm also hearing like mixed reviews. Well, if you Day like, Shift is way more enjoyable. If you is like West Coast hip hop, you are going to love Day Shift because the soundtrack from mm-hmm. the opening moments mm-hmm. is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean. <laughs> ODB. That was was seventh grade for me. ODB. uh, You've got body count. I mean, when (laughs) when all of those came on, I was like, oh my god! Like it's just perfect. (laughs) And you would have never thought you would ever hear body count or ODB in a modern movie, like an action movie, but they fit perfectly. Uh, Snoop. That's exciting. Snoop Dogg's acting has gotten better. It has. Oh, I was very surprised by that. Wow, we have another. To- I have another quick topic. You just reminded me. So as soon as you're done with yours, I got one more for Netflix. Um, but I'm hoping for a sequel. And they they lay I it. I could up- see them doing that. They laid it out very well for a sequel that has an even deeper plot. Th- kind of like how Supernatural. Like you could watch the first season as what it was, and be cool. But if you go into a second season of this. Or a second uh, movie, or they could even switch it to a TV show, which would be freaking phenomenal. Like, there's so much that they didn't touch on that they laid out perfectly oh, that this could be an ongoing thing where Jamie Foxx doesn't have to worry about the new Spawn movie. He can do this. Well, uh, Jamie Foxx doesn't even need to be in it. They could pull any. They could yep. just insert any actor with James into Franco. that unit, and yeah. I think uh, mm. I think his Spawn's going to be really good. But you know what? It's, I was thinking about this the other day. We always talk about how great HBO Max is and, and how awesome the streaming services are. And I've, because the OG just hasn't had as much sparkle, we, it, it kind of gets, uh, gets thrown by the wayside a little bit. Netflix does not get the respect I think that Netflix deserves anymore. When I think about the actual shows and movies, they have so much crap on there. But the actual good ones, 
Mm. I, it's there's, still a it's still a premium channel, man. There's still some really great content on Netflix. There's a ton of documentaries that are mm, on there. Yes, that are here incredible. here's why they are uh, losing right now. It's the, the they unfortunately leaned into and against cancel culture at the same time. Mm. So a lot of the fans they were catering to turned onto them when they became the target of something. And it's costing them millions and millions of people. Add that to them rolling out across the country and soon to be us, limiting sharing of name of accounts. Uh, that plus they had like the weird, tw the little girl twerking one. What was that like? That they were like 13 year olds in a twerk competition, something that like that. Was, yeah. I mean, that was the counterpoint to yeah, yeah, pulling off uh, the Dave Chappelle stuff. Like you're allowing this on there. You didn't make a stink about this, and it's way worse than what. But and then, know, and then comedy is about there. What was the other? There was the suicide show. Like they've had a lot of controversies over their shows. And but you can't. They've win. had. They have. They still have Cobra Kai and Sweet Tooth. Like at the same time, they still have Black Summer. They still have so yeah, many great. Such a good show. Black Summer is one of the best zombie things ever made. Absolutely. Just I haven't seen. Gorgeous. It. Oh. oh. Both seasons. Are I wish incredible. I were you then, because I would oh. to go through and. Ex oh, okay, Moshko. Just I'm going to take a tangent because I want to. If you haven't seen it, I need you to check out um the what was the uh, Dead Set. Have you seen Dead Set? I think it's on Netflix as well. It's not a Netflix show. It's like a. It's an old British, um, mm. zombie show, but it takes place on the set of a Big Brother house, and oh. the people on the house don't realize the zombie apocalypse happened. It's a dead serious <laughs> show. It's phenomenal. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Black Summer reminds me of that. Mm -hmm. And it's there one of the Korean it, one that came out not too long ago. I saw that. that. Yeah, we're all dead or something. Oh, that was real good. Uh, I but that. subtitle. You know what wasn't that good, <laughs> which is so disappointing? Locking Key Season 2. Exactly. I, I, I got 20 minutes thing. in and I turned it off. And I turned it off and I didn't even think about it. I went, man, I just turned off Lock and Key. I just turned off my favorite. Like it, it, it is my Moon Knight, Mauer. It sucks when people <laughs> shit on your favorite shit. <laughs> and make so it even eloquent. shittier than the shit you shout out. <laughs> I'm done being eloquent because you can't fight with people that say it's the best What did thing you ever. start? <laughs> I used to be more eloquent. I'm just angry now. You can't make anybody happy. I look at Metallica goddamn defended the new fans, and now they're turning on them. Are they really? The Metallica is? Because Metallica was great with them. Because they, some, they did a cover with the kid? Because some bitch found old footage of them <laughs> and took it out of context is now trying to cancel them for things 40 years ago. But what does that have to do with the with Well, the, they need to be canceled. They need to be canceled. So they're telling all the new fans and all the fans from Stranger Things that just started giving them views. And, and her, basically she was like, we made them big again. We need to take that away because they're terrible. First off, Metallica's they can never sell in not, an arena anytime they want. They, they've yeah, never not been about. big. Two, you didn't do anything other than them go, oh, here's something cool we can do with new fans. And they embraced your asses. But the thing she's trying to cancel them for is out of context ridiculousness. And I just, I, I can't even anymore. All right. I'm going to get tagged out. You can find the show Welcome to Fireside everywhere online. It's a Welcome well, to Fireside no, 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 on your social media. No, 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 you'll come no, back. No, no, wait, hold on. <laughs> what, what? You're coming <laughs> no, back No, just cut that. just cut that at the end. No, no. Just, we, no, 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 I'll just you're, say you're, it now. You're getting tagged I'll back. Just say, no. I'll, I'll just say no. Okay. Put features on. Moving on. Jesus Christ. It's dealing. Go play with... a video game back there. We're dealing with amateurs here, Moshko. You know. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> internet. Oh. Whoa. 
It's, that was a very uh, back to the yeah. early beginnings of Fireside, where we only had one mic. <laughs> one mic. All, all one we mic. need is one mic. One mic. Uh, <laughs> hey guys. Hey features. Hey. Beep you. I I don't know What's how to take on? that, Mauer. What's going on? <laughs> um. So I hear you've been reading some X Men. Yes. And you yes, like I have. it? I do like it. Actually, it's it's. Um, it's, this is like a, a very huge storyline that's happening right now. Uh, and for people listening, because we're going to be talking about what's coming up, this mm-hmm. X-Men storyline is a basket being woven because every Ooh. X-Men book right now is telling a different part of the story. It seems that's yeah. being woven together. So features, you're going to talk about a few things. I do have something for one of the books that just kind of came out that looks like it's going to tie in to the big event. Um, okay. But this is a story that's the most x men X-Men that X-Men could ever X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, and it, it, gets, it gets bigger, too, actually. So um, let's see. So how do we start this off? Uh, start at the beginning. Much- <laughs> okay, so the beginning is actually there's there's uh two different tie-ins or things that lead into this this whole story arc and it stems from the Etern- the last Eternals run and a part of the Avengers where they had dealings with the Celestials and they were fighting against this horde. This is when they 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 uh defeated the Dark Host. All right. Of the Celestials. So uh once so let's Yes. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Next time, pull him over by his hair so he could say it into the microphone. <laughs> that dead air brought to you by Menti Interrupting. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that that is that is the storyline where Ghost Rider actually did take over Celestial and help defeat the the last host. But by the end of that storyline, were the Avengers who actually didn't have a home base. The Celestials granted them. Uh, of a celestial host body that was living that the first one that was on earth was the progenitor so they gave the avengers that as their new home base which we know is now in the north pole just standing up in the freezing cold air just being there existing so keep that in mind kind of like santa yes just like santa except with with no gifts and probably way worse um but keep that in mind because that's going to play a big part in the where the story is going um and then in, in what you find out in the Eternals, which we can all admit right now, we're not big Eternals fans. Like, have have you guys read any of the the? I read what runs? I had to when shit not. was happening, but I, mm. I've never been a fan of them. Okay, so what we find out most importantly about the Eternals prior to to Judgment Day happening is uh. During their run, they find out this this really crazy dark secret in the midst of having two prime eternals take place. Uh, one being Thanos, and then that. We'll fast forward. He lo- he loses that seat, and then Druig becomes the prime eternal. Okay. So, why that plays into a part is now, uh, the secret that that the Eternals find out, what Icarus finds out, is their their immortality, is stemmed from the machine. It actually, anytime the Eternals die, how they come back is that it costs a human life. So they take so a life to give a life. Yes. All right. 
And so that's their dark secret. And the Eternals didn't know that up until their last run. And that, that caused a division in their ranks. So Cersei, Icarus, and all the, the Eternals that we know are no longer, they're, they're a different faction now. They're not sided with Druig at all. So we fast forward. Now we're getting into, getting into Judgment Day, right? Uh, Druig, in, in response to the, the, the Eternals kind of having this fissure between them, He's going on an ego trip where he just wants to prove that he's the best prime eternal. So what he does is to try to get people's minds off of, you know, this this kind of calamity thing that they have with, with their immortality is that he looks, he scans the earth one more time using the Unimind, and they find an old deviant base, and they get another hit not too far away from that deviant base, and guess what that hit was? What's that? Krakoa. Right. Right. So. <laughs> Ma was like, I'm not enthused. But uh, so. Now. They now do a little like a little deep dive into it and they're trying to figure out now, OK, the mutants exist. And are they deviants? This is how this this whole war comes into play is them trying to figure out whether the the mutants are deviants or not. So what Druid decides is he takes a vote with the Unimind after they do a scan of the Earth, and they pretty much decide that the mutants, the mutants are excess deviation. And if we remember any of the Eternals' prime core beliefs is protect the Celestials, protect the machine, get rid of excess deviation. And so now that they've deemed mutants excess deviation, and also during the events of the Hellfire Gala, where we find out that the mutants have terraformed Mars, They've now said, okay, not only are they excess deviation, but now they've also moved to other planets. This is a no-no. All right, so, so this I'm is... going to pause you there because at that moment that that's happening, mm-hmm. Immortal X-Men is looking at it from another side. Okay. So when the Unimind is out there, the people on Krakoa and the council they have is being attacked by the Unimind. Right. Um, Exodus is one of the members of the council. Mm-hmm. Um, and Exodus has been around forever. He's an Omega-level mutant. Yes. Um, if you think of it, he is so OP. He can. He has telepathy, telekinesis, teleportation, immortality, superhuman physical uh, strength, accelerated regenerative <laughs> healing what? factor, and whatever other power they decide to give him. Pretty much. But while the attack is happening, he is then reflecting on his... Uh, thousands of years of life and one thing comes forward he started off you know in Christianity looking for the Messiah he found Apocalypse Mm -hmm. then it was the Brotherhood of Mutants then he followed Hope he was Mm -hmm. following the externals or the Eternals Um, he now has realized that rather than follow and search for the Messiah he should become the Messiah I have a feeling that him, his realization of this is going to take him from the hero that he is now and mm-hmm. make him the villain that the Avengers, the X-Men, and the Eternals will have to fight at that AXE storyline. Because he is powerful enough, especially if he gets a following. Imagine somebody who has been with all of those guys and gets people to follow him he can yeah. then be the next coming of the Brotherhood of Mutants underneath Exodus. Could be. And, and Exodus is, he's 
unbelievably powerful. Like you said, super OP. But uh, I think the I think even with his beliefs, like even if he was the even if for himself he decided to become that Messiah character, it would it's going to take a long road for him because he does he's more his his mentality is more of a follower because he's been looking for that long time. But now he's switching that. And he has the power to just make you follow him. Yeah. Remember, yeah. with his telepathy, he, <laughs> he can, can just he touch you and do what he wants. I mean, think of what he did when he was, I mean, he's dealt with the high evolution. He was with the Acolytes. I mm-hmm. mean, he's been through all of this. Um, he has seen the way that other people have led and seen what right. has caused them to fail. And he's he, not a fan of it. And he can learn from that. But to think that the Unimind is what triggered this in him, you know, could cause some resentment and or almost like his holy mission now changes to take over what even they're doing, seeing that he is above them and he will judge them for their dark secret of taking a life to regenerate a life. Yeah, if 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 they find that out, that's a secret right now that only the Eternals know. But with his powers, and, you don't think that he could... Oh, he could definitely find out. <laughs> so and, and, this is why I'm saying when you're looking at X-Men stories right now, mm-hmm. um, they're doing a really cool job of like, well, if you read this story, you get it from this perspective. If you read this story, you're seeing this perspective. Mm-hmm. If you do this, so every perspective of the stories is going to lead you into this event in a mm-hmm. different way, which I don't know if that's been done in comics that much where you could go into an event if you're not reading all the books. I know they had the Captain America where you had to read it to understand what was going on, but yeah. this is like a philosophical difference on villains and heroes and plot points. And, you know, they were looking at the Unimind as an attack. Yeah. Versus the Unimind just reaching out to find, like, using different verbiage like that is showing kind of what the X-Men has always been about, which is perspective and understanding and stuff like that. So, um, this is what I got to in the beginning of the show and features you weren't here where I said, a lot of the books right now are so heady that Mm -hmm. the weight to read them involves so much brain power Mm -hmm. that it's not a relaxing, casual read. (laughs) And this, my friends, is why I read Punisher and Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you know what? To your point, Mauer, it it the books can get a lot heady, especially X Men books, because of the, the the social narratives that they deal with. But even even with with uh, Judgment Day, there's so many layers now to 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 the X Men and how their how that part of their story always plays out for them. That like now it's it's there's still that that issue there of they're being looked at as like uh strange different they're the enemy because they're not us or we don't like mutants but now it's deeper because now right after right after and then we'll go back into the story right after druid and the the, the uh the unimind identifies them as excess deviation he immediately <laughs> he immediately not through psychic powers or anything he goes on all of the all like uh electronic devices on earth and makes this huge announcement and says, all right, hey, we're the Eternals. We're just letting you know these mutants, they're not really here for you. We're going to take care of them. Don't worry about it, guys. We're about to get them out of here. <laughs> and pretty much reassures humanity like, hey, okay. And and right now, before this happens, 
humans and mutants are at this an, another another kind of impasse where they just found out uh the mutants have immortality. So now people are like, "Oh, what? Why why can't we have immortality?" So it they're it's a whole another level of 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 biases and, and dealing with like some type of social injustice there as <laughs> Damn well. Damn humans so. and their entitlement. <laughs> I also realized because I forgot when Exodus has acolytes, mm-hmm. his powers are increased. It's more power. Yeah, his belief because of his belief system. When you when he has people that that follow him, and believe it, 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 it does boost his power. So he was which, able to immobilize Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Crystal, and Jean Grey in a force field at the same time of crushing Genosha. And mm-hmm. uh, amplifying the Genosian mutants' hatred of humans while mentally resisting Professor X's attacks, what? protecting himself from physical attacks, what? and dealing out powerful powerful psionic damage what? across both the Avengers and the X-Men at the same time. What? So that's, that's... one dude yeah. doing that simultaneously with and... some of his uh, acolytes. So... Yes. This might be a good time to jump in to X-Men because of the start of the new story. Normally, they do a pretty good job for their big events kind of recapping in the beginning of it. Yeah. So for those of you listening that were like, okay, there's a lot going on, try and go through, grab some of the new issues, maybe do a Wikipedia recap uh, to get yourself caught up, or read the story and then what I always used to love to do, the shit that I didn't understand Mm-hmm. that's what triggered the stories I would go back and read and almost do a read forward, then back read, and then read it again. Right. Well, so far it's early on, so any of our listeners who are are interested in, in picking up this, and I, I, I feel like it might be necessary, we'll we'll talk a little bit about that later on because I think this, this also may affect how we get mutants in the MCU too, or mm. maybe even the storyline. Makes sense um, with the ties with the yep. Eternals and Celestials and all yeah, that. If they have, I have a question I, yeah. when you're ready. Sure. Well, um, do we do you know um, any of the acolytes, like their names or anything? He doesn't have um, acolytes yet. He, yeah, he doesn't oh. have them right now. But this is this is way back when during like uh, Asteroid M. So just got it. Okay. So just so it's not like, Farouk and Bradshaw. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Just like when uh, damn, <laughs> when uh, Mister Sinister has his four horsemen, they're they're different acolytes, mm-hmm. or not Mister Sinister, Apocalypse. Apocalypse. So you can have different people be the acolytes. Um, mm-hmm. I just think like this is, I wasn't expecting a real answer, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is a villain that could turn out to be somebody equal to the popularity of Magneto and Apocalypse and Sinister moving forward. And it's a character they've been sitting on for years who's p- played mm-hmm. a part in all these storylines, but never had his time to shine. The storyline they've been building to is like designed, and I don't know if it was done on purpose, it, you know, because rarely they think that far and that detail heavy, but this is almost designed for him to come up afterwards and have the fans embrace him as a villain, which would also make him a great villain for the MCU. It would, would play Exodus, Keanu Reeves. Yep. <laughs> I, well,. A, I don't know the character at all. So, so just think of a cult leader that okay. is a religious zealot and very, very yeah. calm, you know, to have followers. I mean, you described Ethan Hawke and his role, and Ethan Hawke is Keanu Reeves. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> and to see but, Keanu uh, play a villain 
and it fits the mm-hmm. MCU villains that have uh, morally gray belief systems. It'd be kind of cool to see that. But, and that that's a, it's interesting that you brought that up though, Mauro, because Exodus himself would be a great villain. But after that, that particular issue, and I, I, I do love that issue because I feel like it does put him in a new category to be springboarded as into at least his own title, which I think he deserves. Um, where where I where I last left off with this story, because it gets crazier. Um, we'll reflect back to the Avengers Mountain, right? We talked about that being the progenitor. So, and there are that one faction of the Eternals who are no longer like siding with Druig, Ajak and Makari. They kidnapped who? Mister Sinister, Ajak and Makari. Ajak just- in the movies was the the lead Eternal played by uh, so Superman Salma Hayek which is Superman no <laughs> Superwoman yes and the one where they killed her and I didn't get to stare at her the whole movie <laughs> no and Makari is the one that runs at super super speed um, and you could also buy things on it <laughs> <laughs> so the Gosh, idea for that, them man. The idea for them was after they kidnapped Sinister, they went to, to the Avengers mountain, and pretty much their idea was, we have a way to peacefully end this war. What we need is a god. And they told Tony, we have all the materials we need right here. So the idea was to resurrect the progenitor so that they could use him to pretty much change the Eternals' prime directives. Now, we can fast forward a little bit, just a little bit, because I... <laughs> It's it's crazy and I don't wanna I don't wanna kill too much of the time because I do have I do wanna ask you guys questions about how we see this impact in the MCU. But they do end up resurrecting the progenitor. And this is this is judgment judgment day issue two. Spoiler alert, sorry. <laughs> but this this that uh, dead this whole brought to you again by Menti. <laughs> Menti. This whole arc it's started in july and it's it's going through till november so we got a lot of reading we'll be gone till november yes but um (laughs) at this point uh and and i think it it only gets bigger from here after they resurrected the progenitor he pretty much comes alive and tells the world hey i realize human humans aren't really doing a good job at you know living and being great and surviving here on earth so you guys got 24 hours i'm going to judge you individually and as a whole and if we can't get it together that's it it's a wrap for y'all that's what you call cancel culture (laughs) (laughs) truth pretty much like that alone tells you like this this story arc we initially what you i got even i thought it was just going to be like another another hyped up battle with just the the avengers x-men and the eternals which we've seen uh, we've seen some some disdain for those those groups before, but to, between each other, like the X Men have not always been on good standings with the Eternals, with the Terrigen Mist coming and pretty much almost wiping them out, technically killing Cyclops at one point. Right, so. but and when you look at that and you look at the line, uh, where Exodus basically says, "Uh, I'm the true." Hold on, let me find it. Uh, he's basically saying the he's been looking at the 
searching for the cross. I am now the true church. My journey is shown the cross figure from another angle. An X is mm-hmm. a rotated cross. All mutants must carry this cross. Yep. And he, he specifically says that Mac- Magneto is the false messiah. Yeah. Like Yeah, at one point that's how he acknowledged Magneto. He still respects him, but he's he's not he's not trying to he's not gonna follow him the way he did before. So this comic just dropped. Issue six is out next month. When mm-hmm. you look at that with the progenitor, what the progenitor is gonna do, you're now gonna have him basically going, Well, who are you to judge us? Like this is building up to an epic both sides. Are like who do you support? You can't fight both of them. Yeah. So I think that's can't. where we're gonna get a new Brotherhood of Mutant Mutants type thing, but it'll be the the Cult of Exodus. It it, it just might, and that that would be very interesting. And imagine if the Cult of Exodus saves us from the Progenitor. So the but there's still a a bunch of villains, but they save humankind. How will humans then look at mutants? And that's that's where I think, you know, by the end result, where we're going to be at is how are we looking at mutants now? And not even just mutants, but how how also are we looking at the Eternals? Because the only group that's really not going to be affected by the end of this is going to be the Avengers. The Avengers are the Avengers. Mm. The world's not going to change the way they look at the Avengers. But the Avengers aren't going to look the same because I don't think Progenitor or Exodus are going to think highly of those lower life forms. Oh, Exodus already doesn't think highly of, of, of the Avengers at all. Right, so when he's getting a church and the progenitor is judging people, I have a feeling that we're going to see a lot of dead Avengers coming up. And this is another <laughs> dead zone brought to you by Menti. <laughs> no, there's a, there was a, a piece of that we I, I definitely fast forward through, and that was just the beginning of the war. Um. Mind you, this the way this all kicked off. It's it's been sudden. It's been really fast, as far as opposed to where we are now. Um, so mind you, after after Druid had pretty much made the announcement that they're going to war with the mutants, and they're going to wipe them out. He he uh he rose the these mech sized Eternals <laughs> that are, are they're almost celestial size. He sent them on him to to attack Krakoa. We've already talked about uh the the Unimine uh attacking the the Quiet Council. All of the psychics on the Quiet Council, so they're tied up. They can't really help anyone. Uh, and then if I've mentioned the terraforming of Mars. So that was another what? key point. Now we're on Mars. <laughs> yes, but that was another key point, and as to why the Eternals pretty much deemed them to be excess deviation. And so what they did, they had a failed attempt on the five, which does, which handles the resurrection of the mutants. And so afterwards, Druid unleashed Uranus. And are, does anyone have an idea who Uranus is? Before I, it's the things you pee into in the bathroom. <laughs> Those little like cakes are at the bottom. You use it to aim. No. Good answers. Not quite the ones we were looking for. Uh, Uranus is actually Thanos' grandfather. But um, they pretty much uh, Druid unleashed him for one hour. Now he's he's been pretty much uh, banished unleashed to this room. Uh, Uranus. You just wanted me to say that name again. But he unleashed Uranus for one specific hour. And sent him to Mars, which is Araco, 
where they have Araco at. And inside of that one hour, he wiped out over a billion mutants that were that were populating Mars. Pretty much the the entire colony of mutants that were on Mars. He wiped them out in an hour. And it had enough time to count down the seconds he had left before he went back. Now, I also I just want you to keep in mind that on on Mars, we're not dealing with just like run of the mill ordinary mutants here. We're talking Magneto, uh Storm who for some odd right. reason hasn't been around, but these we have elite level and omega level mutants here. And he just went through them. Like there's even a scene where Legion steps down and is like, hey, step outside. They fly up, Uranus comes back down, is like, all right, who else is left? The, Legion. The, the, the big part of this is after Uranus leaves, after the arrow, Lodos comes back, Xylo is putting himself together. Um, Aura is healing, swearing revenge against the Eternals, and Magneto <laughs> basically arrives with energy in his wound yeah. and states that they were part of a losing war and that the seed of loss takes command. So this is also you've got three things going on right now. Mm-hmm. And remember, it's Judgment Day right. AXE. Mm-hmm. So you have the main storyline, then you have what you've been reading, which is the X-Men Red. X-Men. And then you have the uh, Immortal X-Men is the other subplot. Right. These are all building together. There's going to be some tie-in issues, but you have are now seeing all of these sides come together, and it's going to be all at war. I wouldn't put it past them to kill Magneto at the end of this. I don't know. Because you would... I, 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 sorry, if you, if you read that, that issue of X-Men Red, where he, he pretty much gets the roadie treatment. He gets a hole punched through him, and when he when he gets up, spoiler alert, like you said, when he gets up at the end, he has like glowing, glowing mm-hmm. in the middle of his chest where the wound is. Uh, I'm assuming that he's even still alive because it's actually Magneto who's powering the core of Mars. Who's actually got yep. it to spin. So I think... Yep. Hmm? We'll see what's happening with him. All I know is... There's a big shakeup coming to bring X-Men back to the standard that we know it, mm-hmm. where it's a, there's going to be a brotherhood of mutants, there's going to be an X-Men, and there's going to be the human side of it. Um, and this feels like that that judgment's coming where you're going to have the world torn because there's going to be two sets of mutants, the villain mutants and the hero mutants, and that's going to be the separating factor. They're going to see those going against and saving them from all this. Mm-hmm. But then they're going to see, more than likely, if Magneto's not die- dead, he becomes one of the followers of Exodus. I wouldn't be surprised if you had Sinister and Magneto as his as Exodus acolytes flipping the, the table on them. And imagine the power he would get as having those two as his acolytes. It's a new APA. Yep. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> All right. On that note, get Menti back on the mic, or are we still talking X Men? Well, I don't. That's that's a lot of like you said, heady, heady it, stuff. It is. That's but I'm gonna have a lot of reading to do. But the way this story is forming together is so great, though. Like if when you really read it, it's it's coming together very cohesively. Great, mm-hmm. but there's a lot going on with it right now, and like I said. Reading this as it releases might be frustrating. Mm-hmm. This might be a graphic novel read because yeah. there's a bunch of one shots. There's a bunch of 
there's the prelude to judgment day you've got judgment day xe you've got the immortal x-men the x-men red books you've got the tie-in series which is going to be uh amazing spider-man avengers axe avengers axe death the mutants mm-hmm. axe eternals <laughs> axe iron fist axe star fox axe star fox <laughs> Captain Marvel, Fantastic Four, Immortal X-Men, Legion of X, Marauders, Wolverine, X-Force, X-Men, and X-Men Red. See, I hear I hear a list like that, and it's like, I no. And it's not just single be... issues. So Right, yeah. The yeah, main series big chunk. So you have the Prelude series, which was Eternals issues ten and twelve. Right. Eternals the Heretic, which is one issue. The free comic book day, Avengers versus Avengers X-Men, which will an issue. Eve of Judgment, one issue. Judgment Day itself is going to be one through six. And mm-hmm. then you have Judgment Day Omega, which is one. Right. Um, then you have an issue. The Spider-Man's one issue. The Avengers is one issue. Avengers is one issue. The Death the Mutants is three issues. That Eternals, Iron Fist, Star Fox, X-Men, one issue each. Immortal X Men is going to be three more issues. Oh, we, we we get it. <laughs> like this is it's a, a shit ton of books for this story. Well, I mean, all things considered, like everybody's being affected by this. Every, yeah. Everybody, it's so. a huge event. Yeah. Now it will be nice because we are getting a John Romita Jr. Mm-hmm. doing the Spider Man issue. Oh, so that's anytime awesome. he gets a, a to play around in a major storyline, I like it. So it will be collected and released more than likely in December, um, which they say December, which probably means February, mm-hmm. and a, a graphic novel if you can wait that long. But this seems like it's going to be a story that will have such big implications that spoilers are going to be hard to avoid. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, the, at, the, at the rate in which, which things are happening in this story, it... It's it's kind of hard to talk about it without mentioning the spoilers, because then you're leaving out like certain key parts to the story. But yeah, yeah. But it is what it is, and we shall we shall see. Um, yeah. ex- I'm trying to wrap my head around this whole Judgment Day thing because I just keep thinking of Judgment July third, nineteen ninety one. Judgment Night. Terminator. Oh. <laughs> Judgment Night. <gasps> <gasps> Uh, Although that was, I think that did come out in like 91, 92. Well, that's what you're saying, because the <laughs> Judgment Day is actually in August. If you say so. I'm going to say it's in August. Mm. Uh, Terminator Judgment Day is in August. I know, I got the goddamn <laughs> freaking date wrong. The release date of Terminator 2 is July 3rd, 1991. <laughs> when, when's Judgment Day? That doesn't matter anymore. August twenty ninth. You know why I know that? Because I had a party you on just that day. Looked it up. I uh, had a huge uh, Judgment Day party, and it was fun. I remember driving to the theater with my little league team in the back of a truck, which you can't do anymore. You're not allowed to do that fantastic. anymore. I mean, when do you see it? Eight kids sitting in the back of a truck going somewhere on the highway. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I think we're going to end the show in about two seconds, but we did say that I would talk about D23, and really the only thing about that is on September 9th, before the 
big stuff starts over the weekend. They're having a uh, conference about all the video games that they're coming out with. I just saw that. So, yeah, they're going to have like a live demo of it. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, Midnight Suns, which they just released, a, I guess, a trailer or a demo of in-game footage of Wolverine and his abilities. It's, it's, and I know you guys saw Doctor Strange about a week or I know, so but ago. I'm just not into that kind of gameplay. It's that neither yeah, am either. I. <laughs> but that, I want to know more about this Wolverine game that we only got that weird little trailer for. Well, well here's the thing. The <laughs> gameplay they designed for when you're just walking around whatever their version of the Sanctum State Centurum, it, like, that looks amazing. Turn that into a goddamn game. But, but, yeah, like, you made the mechanics for them to walk around and interact in that world. Add a few action buttons to that shit, and you have an amazing looking game. That's why. It's why I don't like Final Fantasy. I don't like the turn based fighting games. It's like it's like fighting in the Revolutionary War. You know what I mean? It's well, like, I you wait for, for your Final turn. Final Fantasy. I like <laughs> when I'm thinking in terms of D and D, which update reading books. Oh my god! Oh my god! Reading books. Um, we will have a D and D campaign based with Marvel and DC characters um, in about a year. <laughs> uh but yeah the the games they have coming out you know what i want give us the the marvel games uh what was it they did one on switch last the oh, third one the um uh ultimate alliance yeah give us give us ultimate alliance games again and that's all we need like, give us more Ultimate Alliance Well, they games. do. Like, Future Revolution, the the Future Fight sequel on mobile, is that's what that game is. Yeah, but I don't want it on mobile. Give it oh. <laughs> give it to me on a console without pay-to-play. Yeah, but, Marvel, they, oh, but sorry. Marvel and Disney make so much money on that. My God, you're just like... <laughs> We're off the rails You're like, Moshko, you're doing so much extra work. <laughs> you, you don't have to cut them out. We're good with a few. <laughs> Those bastard kids can learn it from their parents anyway. Dead air is brought to you by Mauer this time. <laughs> it's not dead air. I'm cursing under that beat, people. I said the F word. We have so many ver- we have so many like actual recordings of him saying beep. We should just change them to all the old beeps. <laughs> <laughs> just pull all the old beeps from all the old shows and just- into a file. That'd be all right. funny. Um, D23 is going to be big. I just don't like it because it's not fandom. It's their fandom, and it's okay. Yeah, but they don't do it on. They don't do it like a fandom. No, not at all. As a shit, no, they have Star Wars Celebration Day and all that. Like they have other things. Like I'm surprised they don't just like. Put I'm surprised Avengers Con isn't a thing. Yeah, I mean, the, really, the two big things that I saw on their list that they're doing is the studio showcase, which is on day two, and that's uh, you know Marvel Studios, Lucasfilms, 20th Century Studios, uh, and then the next day is the Marvel Comics um, celebrating 60 years of uh, Spider-Man. You think so. they're going to uh, announce a Prey 2 because it's like their biggest Hulu release ever? I'll tell you what, if they don't, the, like they need to strike while the... Uh, yeah, because nope, this is nobody's cared cool about the predator that. predator more than right now. <laughs> like yeah. since the first one dropped, nobody's cared more. Day shift was better though. Wow, way better. Wow. Way, way better. Oh yeah. wow, like, that's saying a lot. All right, well next week I'll let Prey you know. Prey was like a student. Prey was like a student film compared to day shift. So if we did like, a sliding scale, um, you would have day shift at an eight, pushing Prey to a one wow yeah i mean i i say well 
this is my wonderful scale. Anyway, um, six for prey, seven for day shift. Day shift. Oh, is so not awesome. that much better. It's good. It's, just better. it's way better. No, but it's 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 there's, there's a big discrepancy it's, within that one point. You can't say it's one it's point. It's a seven, and then say the other one's a six, and then go. But you have no idea how much space is in between six and seven. That's hey, why when, I said when, a sliding scale. When Godfather is a ten. Yeah. <laughs> There's <laughs> a big, big range it's there way better. They, it doesn't have the pacing issues. Um, I even watched it the, again. It the, it really is it like what you see pacing is all perfect world building setup. Every scene is perfect for that final fight. It every the, it all of those. If moments, it wasn't a Predator movie, where I want to see, it's like having like you said a Godzilla movie where you don't see Godzilla till the third. My act. friend, I'm going to need you to go back and watch the original Predator movie and tell me how long until you actually get some action. I don't That's need from to see. the Predator. He doesn't yes, show up for over an hour in that damn movie. You might see shit he did, but you don't see the Predator forever. In but that we movie. see she, she he did one and two. That was the first movie in the series. You, we don't need that anymore. We you know get what more the action do. from from Prey than you do from the first Predator movie. We don't get Predator action. And we pre- don't you get, get more Predator action in Prey than no. you do in Predator. Hundred percent. I watched them both recently. You see the things he's done more, and there's a big final fight, but half of the movie, over half of the movie, is them finding the girl in the camp. Remember? Like, there was right. there, there was a and mission they did. seeing the Predator have people hanging and blood and them avoiding it. Yeah, and in this yeah. one, they actually show you a Predator killing things. But we don't <laughs> need to learn about the Predator again. You, sure you do. If somebody hasn't seen the franchise before, 100% they do. Watch the first beeping movie, Emma's Cursed Again. This is the first movie. <laughs> this no, is, this is. This it's, takes, it's, they said it's not a prequel or a sequel. It's just its own thing. All the more reason why you would need to explain that. Not everybody knows the predator lore, Mauer. Well, they should watch Hell, that shit and stop. Tell me what it. a feral predator is, please, because I just learned what that was. That's apparently predator lore. It's a subspecies of predator. <laughs> it's not as advanced. Yeah, that's all it is. Just like you have the wolf species of predator, which is why they explained more about the predator in this movie, huh? Shocking! <laughs> no way they explained the stuff they made a movie about. Crazy! Still, still boring. <laughs> still too much. You guys just don't think I can do yeah, it. Yeah, that that part that part didn't need to be said as much because let it me is get the, kicked to the head ten times. It's and be the premise of the movie. You know what I mean? Like you don't don't need to spell like the brilliant thing I didn't notice as much is she weren't as good as those other guys. Oh, I'm old sure. I'm sorry, she, she wasn't. She did. She get hit. She the lion almost killed she her. She was scared. <laughs> she hit like she ran every chance but she got. But all of the things, but every single one of those scenes is why she beats the predator. Every moment that you see plays into how she. Because he doesn't the think she's a threat. But she didn't need no, to he, say. No, 100% he does at the end. You actually, because again, this is what I noticed the second time watching. His headset, when he looks at her, changes its symbol. So he changes, he sees her as both predator and prey throughout the whole movie. Right. But I don't know. It was just her hitting you in the face with that. This yes, is my I, power. I will give you, that was, un, that was unnecessary for her to keep reminding <laughs> you. Dusty. Because again, that's the premise <laughs> of the movie. Like the movie does a really good job of showing all that. You don't need to keep telling me. 
And to be honest, when you see her brother's badass fight scene. Oh, dude, I completely forgot the first time watching it how much that predator gets wrecked by that dude. That yeah, dude like, whoops she the beat piss the predator out of that predator. Because he's basically going around, got him down to one hit point left. <laughs> and was like, <laughs> oh, and no, he sacrifices himself he so that she her. can live. He outsmarted, she outsmarted him. That's the, that was the best part of it. The way the way that she used the the like for example we were watching the movie uh, again with uh, my parents came over and they huge Predator fans from when the original ones came out uh, and we're watching them in the the, the her, watching her in the puddle and in my head I'm like because I forgot about that scene I'm like this scene's stupid why is this in the movie the quicksand yeah why is this in the movie then I was like oh the puddle. right <laughs> the puddle yeah the uh, but that whole scene is is way too long. But yeah. it becomes very important at the end. It's the reason he it was didn't able- need to be that long, though. No, you're right. You didn't need to see her throw it seven times. No, two times just- would have been good. But you're, to to your point, because there's not a lot a lot of action, they need to give you some suspense, like like she was gonna drown in the beginning. Like, okay, come on, guys, we know that nothing's gonna happen to her. <laughs> the movie just started. If it Can was her brother something? there, yes. That oh, that would have been-, been so. Or the brother had to. Yeah, yeah, that would have been great. Go ahead. What did you say, Mashka? Just like Kevin Smith, we talked about this last week. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Yep. You can find the show. Welcome <laughs> to Fireside. Anyway, everywhere online. And welcome to Fireside. Way better than that. At your social media choice. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's Fireside Crew if it's Twitter. Uh, but, you know, go to Moshko Collects, buy some stuff, support that man, get some Fireside merch while you're there. Uh, we appreciate everybody. Thank you so much for those who tune in, all the listeners. It's, it you know, means a lot for those who are still rocking with us. And uh, once again, I'm Menti. I'm Oshko. Subscribe, subscribe. Actually, well, we'll talk about that later. Solitary. Excitement. Subscribe to that. Yes. Releases on. Typically Monday, but, you know. monday twice a week. Um, when yeah, he feels like it. <laughs> it all depends on what drops. So if something new comes out, like when Prey came out, I literally watched that movie the day came out, the really the moment it came out, and then did a quick he's John, know, twenty minutes. He's John Stewart. He's just so. whenever he wants to put out a new episode. Hey, why not? <laughs> There's no no as rhyme long or you reason. Subscribe, you'll get it in your favorite podcast app. And once in a while, you'll just go, "Oh, Moshko. Oh, <laughs> all right. Drum roll, please. The movie Lightyear. Did I like it or not like it? Ooh, I think you liked it. I because it, it builds off the lore of the toy. I liked it. I didn't. I I, I thought it could have been better. I, I thought it was a lot less beyond in to infinity and beyond. But okay. Uh, but I yeah, enjoyed I loved it. it. Yeah, I, I enjoyed loved it. it. The I little love, oh yeah, I love the, the Hal twist. Easter egg, the apple boot chime Easter egg in yeah, it. That was good. Um, why why showing. why he do, always does the command logs? Yeah, that was good. Yeah. So there was a lot of little Easter eggs, and the fact that right off the bat they're like, in 1995, Andy received a toy. This is the movie the toy was based off of. Yeah, it's a that it's a cool. really cool concept, and it's a fun movie. I just think the I I really wish I would have seen a movie where he was you know traveling. We infinity will. and beyond. No, I don't think that movie's getting a sequel. I it did not do well. Kind of like the <laughs> show. Did not do well. <laughs> infinity and beyond. Oh right. This episode at oh, least. Oh, it's still going. Is that, you, is that the joke? To infinity and beyond at this point. Well, so just, I couldn't remember if we started at 10 minutes after or five minutes after. Well, it's well over an hour now, after. so yeah. <laughs> they're good. We didn't have a we didn't have a Huey here to tell me when to stop. Stop. And I forgot to take a notice. Stop. We did the outro. Yeah, no, we finished. <laughs> just stop. This is all end credit scene stuff. <laughs> all right.
You have a mutation, Mauer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, deuces. Bye, Moshko. Bye, Mauer and Menti and Features and Huey, wherever you are. He said Excelsior. I don't know if you can hear him. Yeah, we can hear him. Oh, you can hear him. <laughs> All right, Jesus.